Hey, Cece. Hey, Voodoo. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good, good. Good. So what does it mean to you to be a millennial? Um, I guess my age. Well, the, the like, the greatest generation. Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it just because I feel like with our generation, it's more like... There's personality traits to every generation, but I feel like with us, we get labeled even more. We do. So, I feel like some people will try to separate themselves, even if they are a millennial by definition. I think, what's the cutoff, like, 83? Yeah. Okay. So, it's it's very big, and mm-hmm. people try to lump in these these kids or kids born in, like, the 2000s. Oh, They're not millennials, no. just so you know. But, guys. Um... <laughs> But I feel like it's our values. Like, Mm -hmm. millennial kids were turnkey, latchkey kids, right? Like, or we went to after school program. But not like these kids. Like, I was talking about this today at work. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much different. Like, it's so different. And it's even different when you think of, because there's different types of millennials. Mm -hmm. And when you think of, like, the millennials that are, like, the late 90s they're still so much different than the mm-hmm. early 90s because the age range 80s. is like from 22 to 36 mm-hmm. so just like even if you try to take that like out of the whole millennial thing like there's a big difference between a 22 year old and a 36 year old yes so like, it's kind of weird that we're all in the yeah same like me and raven are mm-hmm. we have two different <laughs> come from the same mom but are our upbringing is completely different because mm-hmm. things change so quick. Yeah. And like you said, that gap between 22 and 36 is huge. Yeah. Um, what, is it, what does it mean to you to be a millennial? Oh. Um, I think it just means that I hate how people are always shitting on millennials. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, we have more to offer than people give us credit for. I feel like we're innovative. And the main thing I think we even talked about this with MJ... Um, earlier this summer was that millennials have come up with ways to use our natural talents to make us money. Right. And I honestly feel like people hate on that. Like, I feel like people like older generations or whatever might be bitter about the fact that we're not going to sit in the same job for 50 years. Yeah. And just to get a gold watch. Right. right? Just to say, I worked here for 50 years. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. want to chase other things. We want to live a full and satisfied life. Yeah, yeah I don't see I mean, you know, me and Adelaide, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about how, like, Things now are so much different yeah. as far as like back then you used to work a job that you hated until you retired or until you died. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like millennials nowadays, we don't want that. But also that's not going to help. That's not helping us. Like mm-hmm. we all work a lot and we're still we're in so much debt and yes. we still can't like my grandpa, God bless his soul, but he's like. You know, oh, you have a good job? Like, are you, how much are you making? And I tell mm-hmm. him, and he's like, oh. And I'm like, that's good for us as mm-hmm. much as, like, it's not that good. And he's like, well, you're not going to be able to buy a house. I can't buy a house now anyway. Right. A two-bedroom is a half a million dollars. Like, I live in California. And I know it's different for people who don't 
live in. I know we have some listeners that don't live in the country or that don't live in California, but even even living in the wherever middle America, if you live there, like you okay, your house is two hundred and fifty dollar thousand dollars, but you making how much a, an hour, right? You bringing home like. Mm, Middle income in like Texas is like forty something. Mm-hmm. That here, that's like just getting started. Yes, out here. which is fine because like it it all evens out. Yeah, but I think that's the thing too is like we we define our own happiness. Yeah, and I think again that's something that gets hated on because not everybody wants to own a house. Right. Like, so if I don't want to own a house, that doesn't make me any less successful in right. my eyes if that's not what I want. Right. And I feel like we're all kind of branching out from this quote unquote American dream where we have the nuclear family and the white picket fence and all that. Yeah. And people don't like any kind of deviation from the norm. Right. Especially older people and baby boomers. There I said it. <laughs> like seriously. It's true. No, like, seriously. they can't stand change. But then they also I I'm not like, all of them of course, but for the most part. Yeah. They also cause so me and Adelaide we buy like sneakers like I told you and we resell them Mm -hmm. and it makes a huge profit it really does when you can get the sneakers Mm -hmm. and so there's like a whole like kind of stock exchange for it Mm -hmm. and it's really like you have to know which sneakers are going to sell which market's the best what's the best time to sell them and my grandma's like really like you guys make money and I'm like yeah like we have to deviate from the, the norm of just working. Right. But people don't understand it. So people are like, oh, that's a hobby. Or no. no. Like, <laughs> I just said to my coworker, she buys festival tickets. And this woman has a master's, but she's our age. So she needs extra income. She buys right. festival tickets and then resells them for a huge markup. And it's things like that. Like we, as millennials, we have to find other ways to make money because... Mm-hmm. The, the normal thing of just go to work and work until you die or work until you retire isn't paying off. Right. It's exactly. not. And we just saw how unhappy everybody was. Yeah. Not, and again, not everybody was everybody was like, like, like my grandpa, he worked at a job, and but he loved it. And mm-hmm. like he was able to provide a certain lifestyle for his family. Right. And I feel like there are good qualities that some millennials need and some need more than others. Right. Like hardworking and... Um, trying to maintain a family if those are the things that you want if those are the things that yeah. are going to make you happy the pull from those values right. and that's okay but trying this whole like one fits all box thing yeah that's not us but also what i noticed from like baby boomers is they're like i worked hard but they only think of working hard as like physical labor right. or strenuous and working right. late nights my thing is, as much as I kind of shit on people who do super easy jobs, mm-hmm. like YouTube and stuff, are mm-hmm. they not working hard? They're yeah. producing content. They're like, they're coming up with some, a lot of it's trash, but, <laughs> you know, a, and some of it's good stuff, but they're, they're trying their hardest every single day to come up with stuff. And I feel like that's hard work, yeah. but people don't see it as hard work because it's not physical labor right. or they're not stressed so about it. And it's like they're still stressed, but they're not stressed in the fact like physical stress. And they're you sacrificing know? stuff that we don't see. Like yeah. they're sacrificing time with their family. They're sacrificing time. They're sacrificing relationships. I yeah. That one girl, I forgot her name, but she's really cute. She's like really animated. Oh, Liza. Up, yeah, she broke up with her boyfriend over it because yeah. they didn't have time for each other anymore. Yeah. So stuff like that is like 
it's it is work. Yeah, and there is give and take, and they have to sacrifice just like everybody else. Yeah. So it's not easy coming up as we you and I both know. It's not easy coming up with content and trying to keep people keep people interested. It's really hard, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's. That's one thing I wish people when people are like millennials are y'all don't want to work hard. No, this is working hard. Right. The fact that I put myself like we put ourselves through college right, girl. and worked a full time job, but I don't want that to be the only thing that right. sh- shows that I worked hard. Like the fact that we do this after our job, like we do, we edit our podcast, we record. That's working hard. It's yeah. something we enjoy, yeah. but it's working hard. We come home from a nine to five. To get home and to continue mm-hmm. to do our stuff, to continue to interact with people, right? In the and midst of all of the other shit that we have, exactly. Going on. In the midst of trying to have a life, exactly. It's like when will brain power be respected for something other than Seriously. like science or math, right? Like it's okay to be creative and be artsy and to to inspire people in other ways. Yeah, not, like you said, the one size fits all box isn't working. We're done with that. It's not We're working. Done, y'all. We finished. <laughs> So one other thing that I noticed was people are always trying to like blame the economy on millennials because we're lazy and we don't want to work, but it's actually the other way around. Yeah, the economy is fucked up, and we're going to be the ones who suffer the most from it, not yeah. anybody else. So according to this article that we found on NPR dot org, um, healthcare, housing, and education and are more than five times expensive than they were for our parents. There are fewer steady jobs. Wages have stayed the same since the 70s. So shit like that, we are up against it, you guys. Like, this shit is no... This is why we have to do... Go outside of our means and go outside of the things that we know to make money. Right. So if you have parents like my mom, who's always trying to brag and talk about, when I was your age, I had this, this, and this, and this. Like, okay, that's cool, but it's literally... Five times more expensive, and I'm still and getting I'm paid what you were getting paid less, back then. Right, exactly, <laughs> pretty much. Like, that's what it feels like it didn't change the the everything. The cost changed, but nothing else changed. Yeah, like no, <laughs> it's not okay. I think I I always get annoyed when people say that to like the economy. What? Because we aren't <laughs> buying. Because right. it's like a, like rest in peace to Sears. But my thing is, Sears was built on that American dream. Like people used to go to Sears and buy a house and build it. Mm-hmm. To buy a house, we got to have land now because there's so many damn rules. Um, which means if we don't have a house and we're renting, we don't need to go buy new appliances. Right. Which means you know, and so it's like certain th- it, everything has a repercussion. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we buy cars because we're mostly in our cars for work. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like car industry I think is doing pretty well. But that's because a lot of us gotta live far as fuck and commute. <laughs> Especially like, in California. California, New York. People that work in New work. York don't live in New York. Girl, they live in fucking New Jersey. Right. I can't afford to live where I work. Exactly. And it's not that it's all that expensive, it's just I don't make that much money. Exactly. So we're going through cars. That's one of the things that we're getting money from and then Closed, but people are like, well, the, you know, retailers are closing. That's because now you got all these damn subscription boxes. Mm-hmm. It's so much more convenient. If I'm working eight to nine hours a day, what makes you think I want to go to the fucking mall, Girl. deal with someone who hates their job, and, but not everybody hates their job in retail, but <laughs> go, go deal with people or even just finding the parking spot to deal with it. 
and then go try on clothes. That's the last thing it's I want to fucking do. I feel the same way. Like I feel so lazy. Yeah. I'm so onto Amazon and like, But my thing is it's not laziness. You're burnt out. That's true. You're burnt out. No, no, out. no. I know it's not laziness, but yeah. I feel lazy, feel lazy because of that conditioning. That yeah. If you don't do it all yourself. Right. That it is. Lazy. Right. They try to shame you like, oh, that's so oh, lazy. Yeah. But it's like, I'm fucking it's burnt. I'm tired. I think that's another thing too. Like, we say I'm tired out loud. I'm, if somebody else tells me I'm too young to be tired, I'm gonna slap the shit that. out of them. Like, I'm too young. Well, I'm, I'm doing too- what you're doing at 50, at 25. Right. And then, like, <laughs> what you, I am okay too young to be tired. Nigga, I get up at like, Four o'clock every Seriously. morning. I have a right to be tired. Right, shit. I, I am too young to be tired. So if you was doing the what you needed to do back then, I wouldn't be tired now. But, tell them, sis. Tell them. But it ain't like that. <laughs> it ain't like that no more. Like, I know there are some bad qualities. Like we said, there's different there's different groups of millennials. And I know some, yeah. like I was talking about it today at work, the work potluck, just about how like kids nowadays... They don't play with toys. They don't have creativity. And I've seen yeah. their lack of creativity. You know what, um, though? I feel like our generation is hopefully going to shift that with our kids. Yeah. Because we have something we have. We grew up in the 90s. Yeah. And you know I'm always saying this, but the 90s was like the best of times. It was. We literally had. It was perfect. We had just enough just to enough. keep us entertained. But when we got bored, we went the fuck outside. Yeah. So I feel like when I know I'm going to do this with my kids, like I'm going to try to raise them in that same way. Yeah. Like I'm going to limit your access to technology. I know I'm saying this. It's easier to say it now on this side without kids. But my goal is to raise them with that same sense of nostalgia and having a childhood and outside and reading and doing stuff like that. So my thing is, and I, when I was saying it, I kind of, I know people are going to be like, well, isn't coding creativity? Mm-hmm. And it it is. And I'm not shitting on anyone who codes or anything like that. Because that is creativity. And that's mm-hmm. cool if you're going to be on. Because we was on MySpace. And that helped us learn yeah. HTML. Yeah. You know. But like you said, the 90s were the perfect balance. It was. Like, you know, you go out and you ride bikes. You mm-hmm. come home. You get on the computer. You play some, like kid pics or you know some video games on the computer for like mm-hmm. an hour two hours and then you go and you you interact with human beings girl it is so but, hard to interact with people like I can't even try to make adult friends like outside of you guys cause nobody wants to talk to you anymore they're like do you know how I made so I have you guys as my group of friends but then I have a whole my other group of friends I met them all through an app right and as adult women people were like you're meeting friends through app but I was like how else right cause, cause people don't to wanna talk. talk like you be like hey girl people be looking at you like seriously oh, dude <laughs> like I've given up being nice to people I work yes. because when I'm like especially when I see a new girl especially when I see a new woman of color yeah I go out of my way to try to be like oh hey sis how? and they're not having yes. it yes and I don't know what conditioned us to be like that hopefully we get girl, back to like have being okay with other people just being okay and I feel like I know there's like a cultural part Mm -hmm. to some of it like it's it really is for survival because you can't go around smiling like if you grew up in the hood you know you can't be smiling at everybody but on the other hand (laughs) you gotta make friends in order to survive that goes back to survival yes so it's like and I get it so I definitely we 
we're gonna have to do another we, episode. We're gonna do a like, whole episode. We're gonna try to bring Tammy just, on that episode. Just okay. being friendly ish right. to people. Right. And how to break out of yourself. Yes. And, and warming remember. up to people. Granted, I'm not asking you to be like, hey, best friend. Yeah. But no, just. Yeah. If I'm like going out of my way to say hello and try yeah. to like, introduce you and stuff yeah, like that, just get to know people on. before you put your wall up. Right. Like if you don't like I, me, that's cool, but right. give me a fucking chance. Seriously. But then they want to be hitting you up on if you get on the app, watch, get on the friend app. They'll be like, hey girl, don't we work together? You're in two fucking cubicles down. You can come <laughs> say hey. Like I was just trying to say hello to you though. Seriously. Time. But I know it's hard for kids growing up nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different. And because I worked at a school, you know, being a millennial, I look at these kids now. I don't know what they're called. Like Gen Z, Z maybe? I think. Because yeah, um, I, I, I was always like, it's so weird. I started walking to school in first grade. Okay. Like by myself. Like me but and my you friends. Lived in Spokane. No, I lived in Sacramento. Oh, okay. But and and that's what everyone keeps saying. Like, remember you like grew up in a suburb, even when you were in California, like I was in Sacramento and I was in Humboldt. Why are you walking like by yourself or with your friends? Well with my friends. Okay. Yeah. But I was like, first grade. Like three blocks. Okay. And then in Spokane, I always lived kind of close to school so I always walked to school like my mom never walked me but I know like some of my students used to walk like two blocks over and I granted it's like south central but Mm -hmm. it is different and as a millennial I just remember my childhood and how great it was how cool it was to walk home and then you drop your friends off and you just be like out there like kicking rocks just like back to be home your mom tells you be home by a certain time home by the time street lights come on yep and you could go and do your own thing and people weren't worried about you being missing yeah. or yeah it was totally different then yeah that's what you're saying like I, I was thinking about it like as you were saying and I was like I don't think I'll let my child really six-year-old walk to school I mean three blocks it depends on where I live it even depends then, I feel like, like blocks away I live here in Long Beach I would let my kid walk to school. If not not on Atlantic, no. like not on the busy <laughs> street. But in the suburbs, yeah, you can mm-hmm. walk because uh, see, I don't know, man. Not a really? six year old, seven or eight, yeah, but six that is was still crazy. like man. You just left kindergarten. No, in trouble. <laughs> there was somebody's house, and they had like lemons or apricots, and we would climb the fence and get them, and he'd be like, "You kids, so we'd be kids like, get out of here, running." <laughs> But it was fun. But also just the things that I feel like being a millennial, it was nice because school taught you. I mean, uh, aside from all the Eurocentric history we were taught, Mm -hmm. like it taught you stuff that you needed to know. Like sex ed. Now kids. Your school got sex ed. I didn't get sex ed until high school. So, okay. So I went to a lot of my like upper grade elementary school in Spokane, mm-hmm. Washington. So um we got sex ed starting in fourth grade. But it wasn't uh, I don't know if we talked about this. It wasn't like sex. Like mm-hmm. here's sex. It's yeah. like here's what a period is. Yeah. Here's Stuff what like a big mouth. Yeah. Like here's what a wet dream is. That mm-hmm. way if you're I mean girls and guys are just now starting to play together. So you don't want your child to like freak out for getting a weird boner when you know it's natural and but I also see how 
taking sex ed out of schools has hindered kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like the only two useful classes that I had was sex ed in high school, mm-hmm. and there was another class in high school. I forgot the I think it was a life skills class. It showed you how to fill out a job application, oh. how to put your resume together, how to write a fucking check. I don't remember if we did taxes or anything like that. But those are literally the only two useful classes yeah. that I ever have taken. See, and I went, so I was all over, but my middle school <laughs> was in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. So we learned how to cook. I remember that. I feel like that's a very useful skill. Yes, home egg yes. is so good. We, I learned how to make a lemon meringue they, pie. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they cut the funding for that. I mean, that's where kids, like... You know, some kids don't have the opportunity yeah. to do after-school activities because their parents can't do it for whatever reason, right. and that's fine. But, you know, you have to have creative classes like that and that teach you a skill that you might be able to use and make money. Look at all the people making money baking. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Like, having a bakery, like, having a specialty bakery. I There's so much stuff. There's so many specialty things. And, you know, what if you have a kid who's not exposed to that? So... Um, you know, I used to work for um a charter school here, so mm-hmm. I used to work for a school, and I the one thing I hate Washington State <laughs> because I live there. I hate like living in Spokane, but um, shout out to Spokane. Um, I had a great education, mm. like a great education, mm. and. I had elementary school with choir. I started playing basketball in elementary school. Like, we had after-school sports. We had art. We had music. Um, We actually had fucking P.E. Like, P.E. once a fucking week or twice a week. Our fucking P.E. was fun. It was on those little scooter things. We played dodgeball. No one's parents were calling (laughs) up there. Girl, seriously. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm about to say some shit that maybe nobody is going to fucking agree with. But I feel like these kids are so goddamn sensitive. Like, everybody's so soft. Like, I'm not saying people should be bullying people to the point where they're, like, trying to hurt themselves or anything like that. But I feel like bullying, to a certain extent, is just part of childhood. Like, everybody gets picked on. I feel like, maybe not bullying, but, like, a little teasing. Yeah, a little teasing and stuff like that. I feel like nobody should be hitting anybody. I'm not saying that. But, like, oh, well, they called me names. Well, I hope I have a kid who can be like, so the fuck what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like people have that resolve or like nobody's resilient anymore that resilience and oh my gosh it drives me crazy even with even like bullying aside if i give your kid an f your kid has an f you don't call up here no do not call up here unless there's justification like this teacher was like i hate you so i'm giving you a fucking f that's different my aunts are teachers and they both said they one of them's been teaching pretty much long as i've been alive the other one's only a little bit younger than her. And they both said that the change is, it's not the kids, it's the fucking it parents. Is. It's the parents who are coming up there yelling at them because their kid got nap, but you never turn in the homework. You never look at the packets that I send with you. There's no fucking accountability at There's all. Not. I couldn't get my parent, like our parents to sign a kid. He was missing so much homework. And she was like, he's crying. He's not going to be able to go to Disneyland. How many? I just ripped my ear and out of my ear. <laughs> you just came off. You were How many times 
have you not signed his planner? He's bringing his planner home every day. Mm-hmm. And we give an update of Disney points every two weeks. So it's mm-hmm. like, and then, well, can't he just go? No. He didn't earn that. You have to earn the right and to that's, go to Disneyland. And that's a lot of what people, when people say millennials are always like, ugh, they're, they, they don't have resilience, which mm-hmm. I don't know what millennial you're talking to because we got the highest amount of student loans. We resilient, <laughs> okay? But it's stuff like that. And I'm like, and she's an older mom, so I'm like, how you are not building resilient kids. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are so afraid for your child to fail, it is okay. Like, I had one girl, God bless her soul, she didn't even get in trouble, but someone said she might get in trouble. Homegirl broke down. Yes. She broke down, like, saying, oh, you might get in trouble. I might tell on you. She broke down. This is a child who never, ever got in trouble. And I was like, why are you worried? And she was like, because I'm going to be a disappointment. And I'm like, you're Whoa. in second grade. Why are you worried about being a disappointment at seven? Because parents don't ever want their kids Holy to fail. God. And I'm like, that's one thing. Hopefully, I mean, I know a lot of millennials are having kids now, and I know some of these parents are probably millennials, but hopefully the majority of us who haven't started having kids will take this into consideration when we have kids. Like, Yes, just how to, how our to asses, balance human being. Our asses <laughs> was getting shit wrong. Parents, Girl. my mom was called. I know parents were called, and it's it's like... Your parents are called. You probably gonna get an ass whooping, mm-hmm. or you get grounded. But you gonna live. But you gonna live, <laughs> and then you'll never do it again. Right? Or like, you will do it again, and you'll fuck up. And because you're, you're a kid, right? Exactly. Because you're a kid. I and our the first time I got an F, I was scared shitless. I was scared of my fucking life because I was that kid who like always got A's, and like I don't know, I had never gotten it, so I didn't know how to deal yeah. with it. And it didn't yeah. happen until like middle school, but I got over it. I wasn't like. I got I'm a, a disappointment. I got an F and PE, and I was like, "Well, you got an F and PE." <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't dress. I PE. Oh lord! It was only in middle school. It was like one semester, and I was like, "Whatever," but I didn't dress. Okay. But um, yeah, we you you learn to take it. it, and I hope hopefully like these like these millennial parents who, like I said, haven't started having kids will remember all of this stuff makes you a way better person in the long run, mm-hmm. like. Setting your kid up thinking that they're going to be super perfect. You get a participation trophy. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. No comment. (laughs) And that's one another thing. Like those damn participation trophies. Who fucking started them? It wasn't us. We were babies. We were little. It was the older generation. So them talking about, oh, millennials are soft. They want a participation trophy. It's everyone that's 40 and up. Like, y'all was the one that were mad that your kids sucked at sports. That you sucked as a kid at sports. (laughs) That you sucked, and they had to get this damn participation trophy. My ass worked hard for my little third place trophy. Mm, That's right, girl. I'm sorry, honey. No, we're not going to go get a treat. I'm trying to tell my kids, one is the winner, two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers, okay? okay? Quoting Nelly. Okay, Okay. Nelly. (laughs) Two is not a winner. And three nobody remembers. (laughs) But, you know, if you get it, you get it. If you don't got it by now. Seriously. It's not going to get it. Um, The one good thing, like, just to relate this back to, like, sex, is that I feel like 
70, well, this article says that 75% of millennials have had sex ed. So that is good. That's but awesome. We, but what kind of sex ed? Because that's right. That's troubling as we found. So <laughs> does it say? No, it doesn't. Not. But it does say that um, just don't have sex. Twenty one percent think that sex ed should not be taught at all. Really. And I feel like we might have talked about this when we talked about like virginity packs mm-hmm. and all that weird mm-hmm. stuff back in the day, but. Um. Yeah, I think that's funny that people still think that's that. Well, I mean, I feel like we've progressed a lot, but as much as we progress, progress, Trump's still yeah. president. Seriously. So that's just saying that there's. But so my people thing is, there's there. so much research that shows. But Cassie, there's so it's the like, same thing with vaccinations. Yeah, yes, I said it. It's seriously, the same thing with vaccinations. Seriously, there's literally piles and piles and piles of research that say a. Plus B does not equal C. But somebody named Jennifer McCarthy decided this one piece of paper right here. That was debunked. Right. Says A plus B is C. And everybody listened to it. Seriously. For no fucking reason. I literally have a great example. I'm not going to say it about this. But it's just, it kills me that people will take what's popular over what's real. One thing that bothers me about that, <laughs> y'all probably gonna hate me for saying this. Y'all gonna hate us at the end of this, but we keeping it real. The black folks who are believing this, because mm-hmm. y'all want to believe, y'all don't want to believe, you know, that vaccinations are good, right? And this is, this whole research was done by a white man, mm-hmm. but y'all want to believe, how do I say it? Okay, this research was done by a white man. Y'all don't want to believe anything else that was done by a white man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see what you're saying. But this one thing. This one thing you decided to share. This one thing. This one thing that was debunked. This one thing that there's literally no other scientific evidence. Y'all want to believe that. Mm-hmm. So, it bothers me. Like, one person said that black folks had a smaller cranium and so they were they were you know mm-hmm. lower intel- intellect black folks didn't want to believe that as you should not it is not true that one person said that and y'all nobody oh I don't want to believe that that's not true that's not true which it's not true mm-hmm. but this other one white man said that vaccines cause autism and y'all all of a sudden all of a sudden want to believe that shit. that shit that's why you have to just go with logic like it just bothers me. To hell with, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you have to go with logic. Like, whoever funds the research and all that stuff matters, but it doesn't matter what, if they're white or not. Like, right. We know, okay, that obviously, like, there's a prejudice. And right. We know that black people and minorities are disproportionately left out of that research. We right. are working on fixing that. I'm not saying it's not important in those terms, but you can't cherry pick. You, you can't. You see the evidence there. And correlation does not equal causation. Amen. Sing it. Correlation does not equal causation. If you don't know what those words mean, look them up. Look it up. Educate yourself. If I eat a grilled cheese sandwich and I stub my toe, (laughs) they're correlated. When I had the grilled cheese sandwich, I stub my toe. But me having the grilled cheese sandwich did not make me stub my toe. And me stubbing my toe did not make a grilled cheese come. Right? Right. Like, they're correlated. 
I did have them at the same time, but they do not equal each other. We're going to church today, y'all. Y'all gonna learn today. You're not gonna learn anything else. You're gonna learn about correlation and causation. Causation. Because we have to learn about it, and so will you. So much. We had to learn about it so much. But, I don't know. Being a millennial, I'm proud. I remember we talked about it in class, and someone was like, don't call me a millennial. Shut the fuck up. You know. (laughs) Your best friend. Your Your best best friend. friend. (laughs) But... I think as a millennial, we were afforded with a lot of great things. We do. Like, and we, we have, have those things because of sacrifices that previous generations made. I'm right. not trying to knock on anybody, you guys. Mm, Please don't, don't get it twisted. But right. I'm just trying to say we, we, we have had things easier for us. Yeah, and, and that's not a problem. Is do we not right. want our the next generation exactly. to exactly? Why do you want some? Why do you want us to suffer? Why do you want us to go through the Great Depression again? Right. I thought we got out of it, so we don't have to go through it again. Right. Like I don't understand. I I don't want that to happen to right. me. You know, I don't want that to happen to my kids. I want to make things better. better. Like Maybe not easier, but better. Just have better. just so that. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I always trip off of. If my quality of life goes up. I don't mind if my taxes are higher. Do you know why? Because I want a better quality of life. Right. And that's the thing. I think that's what people get twisted. I don't want things easier. I want better quality of life. I want to be able to have free time to be creative and think different thoughts and come up with different ideas. I don't want to be working until my feet bleeding. Right, exactly. Like, that's how change happens. Right. That's how new great inventions start. Exactly. When you have the time... And the luxury to sit back when you're constantly thinking about, okay, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to, what am I saving for? What am I, if you constantly have to be thinking about that, you're not being innovative. You're, you're not, just, but you're, you're also not living. Right. You're working to survive. Right. You're surviving to work, not right. working to survive. Like exactly. you are just, you're burnt out mm-hmm. and people keep saying like, oh, millennials and this empathy or millennials want to do what they love. What's wrong with that? I'm sorry that I don't want to have fucking uh, CPD back, you know, when I'm older. I'm sorry that I don't want to fucking have heart attacks. I'm sorry that I don't want to be stressed from a job that I hate. Like, that's, like you said, if quality of life goes up, I'm fine with paying higher taxes Mm -hmm. and doing what I got to do. Like, I want to be able to live. Right. Exactly. I don't want to have to serve. I don't want to be surviving. I want to be living. I don't want to just pay bills and die. I hell so, nah. <laughs> and raise some so kids and be bitter. I'm not trying right. to. I'm not saying all baby boomers are bitter, but of course hmm. we're not trying to make broad generalizations, but we are generalizing just for the sake of the argument, right? We know not every single one is like this. We right. know there are some that are supportive of millennials doing our fucking thing, and we thank you guys. However. Thank you. However, there's just been get your friends. It's obvious that there's like a lot of negative attitudes towards millennials. Like the fact that we even have to have an episode about it and defend ourselves and say we can be proud to be millennials. We can be proud to come from the time that we come from. And my thing is, okay, Brad, who's 76 and thinks that, you know, if you just work hard, you get, you know, you'll get money. No. First of all, wrong. You driving that Tesla that a millennial came. Well, I don't know if Elon Musk is a millennial, but millennials made that shit. They Mm -hmm. put it together, motherfucker. Like, 
all this technology y'all want to be so up on and who do you think is managing your hedge funds who do you think is your stockbroker who do you it's, think prints out your word documents when you can't find the fucking program on the computer come on Susan. come over here and help me Susan. I, where's the printer do i yell at it do i, do I talk oh, to it you, how do i can i touch the screen no how do I get the YouTubes up? Where's the YouTubes Where's and the, the Facebooks? Twitters? <laughs> the Twitters. The Twitters. <laughs> like. Where the little birds at? Shit. All I know is hopefully our tail end, I don't know if the Generation Z will the get to reap us. some of our benefits. Hopefully so. And hopefully we'll be able to raise our kids, like Cassie said, with um, our childhood in mind and just. Really take into consideration yeah. your own childhood. And if you had a bad childhood, think about the people whose childhood was better. Um, or just think about ways that you would have wanted to make it better. Right. And it doesn't have to be somebody else's dream. It can be yours. And stop voting for laws that are going to set your kids back. Amen. Okay? Mm-hmm. There needs to be sex ed in the, in the schools. Please. Look. People it's, are going... Kids are going to grow into adults who have sex. Okay? It's I'm the, sorry. It's like the it's one... That in the arts and having sports, like mm-hmm. we gotta start reinvesting in these schools. And yes, for me, because we're so, especially like now with the whole Me Too, we can start mm-hmm. teaching consent at a young age. You know, we talked about this. Y'all know, we'll stop making people hug people they don't want to. Mm-hmm. We can start teaching girls and boys about periods. First of all, to release the stigma on women, mm-hmm. women have periods. I was talking about this at a holiday party, like. We were talking about queefing, and someone was like, do guys, adult guys, get embarrassed? Like, do they like that? And I was like, who fucking cares if they like it? It's natural. Like, if a man I've never had a man be like, oh, get away from me. Right. What's your vagina doing? No, we fucking laugh it off and, like, go go about our day. Like, girls and boys need to know how each other's body works. Also, I feel like that'll release not only a lot of stigma with women, but we could get these uh, teenage pregnancy rates down. Possibly. Since no one has funding for after school programs, mm-hmm. maybe we could just teach them about uh, sex so they'll, they'll stop having unprotected sex. Nobody's busy no more. Well, I mean, they're busy being busy because they're not busy. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> busy doing creative things like painting and not having sex. Or if they are having sex, they're having protected, protected sex. Amen. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very exciting episode coming up soon. It's a part two. You guys are going to be very excited. We have someone returning, but I don't want to say too much more than that. I feel like I posted kind of a... Well, I posted the question thing. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be about polyamory again. So Yes! I feel like I gave it away. But we're going to have a part two, you guys. So stay tuned for that. We're very, very, very excited to bring that to you. Um, anything else? Um, wait, didn't I put, like, for them to put down the questions? Yes. Go to our post with the little examples of polyamorous relationship configurations and post your questions. Um, any questions you have about polyamory. I mean, it's one of our highest rated uh, episodes. You guys are listening to us, so I know y'all got some questions. Yes. <laughs> so, any questions you have, I mean, we can make it anonymous. Um, just sign it like A, even though your name's attached. Oh, but if yeah, you sign it perfect. A, then I know to read it anonymously. Um, 
And then we'll ask them on air, and hopefully we can get some of our curiosities yeah. out. Clearly, y'all want to know about polyamory, mm-hmm. which is exciting because it's really cool. I it's was fun. excited. I was. Yeah. I'm still excited. It's to have them back on. it's still so taboo. Like people yeah. are still so like woo about it. So I like that one line he told us though, like when he was on, it's like, why do people care? Pretty much. I mean, he said it more eloquently than that, but he was. Paris was talking to like someone about it and she wasn't phased by it. And oh was yeah. Saying, yeah. She was like, I don't understand why people care. Yeah, why it's so why does it bother you? It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with your life. So I don't know. That actually just never mind. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. <laughs> but go to so it's they have there's like little dots. You know what they look like. Yeah. And post your question. posted it. But yeah, go to the polyamory and please you guys somebody ask us a question, we'll give you something. We'll do a giveaway. Yeah. One person did ask a two. There's two questions on there. So go ahead, ask them questions and we'll send an entry. And we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.